Good morning, good morning. Do you hear the music or it's just me? No music? We're good? Did you see the professional introduction to the podcast? You hear the music? <laughs> But Nick, every time I rewatch a, re, uh, uh, a past podcast, there's always something in the beginning. If it's not my finger, uh, my finger, that sounds pretty weird, eh? If, you, if you're not seeing what I'm doing. <laughs> Oh my God. Okay. Let me just dive into the subject. Good morning, my friends. Good morning, podcasters. I am so, so, so excited. Uh, I spent time revising my why and understanding how we, how easy it is to make a why into a paragraph, which an actual fact, it's usually a sentence, but the rest of the paragraph are the actionable actions I can take every day to live my why. Melanie's going to go into that, but for those people that are joining us for the very first time, my name is Maria Mariano. I am in my 30, 41st year in my multi-level marketing business. And one of the things I did write down is I believe the concept of why is a deeply personal journey, usually born out of pain. Like after, in the aftermath, I don't know whether my... I didn't revise this with Melanie Miller or Marie-Pia, but in the aftermath, you know, I, I think of all our great historian, uh, people that went down in history, like Martin Luther King, um, you have Mother Teresa, you have, I really believe that a why usually will come out of a pain we have lived somewhere along our lives. I, Melanie, just nod if you, yeah. That, this is what I'm getting the feeling because I began, I really believe I began discovering my why as I'm doing the book with you guys, right? When I started realizing that men and women were not equal. Now, maybe this, this might not be true for you, but coming from the Italian South, Southern Italy community, you have to know that men and women are not treated equally. Okay. The men are allowed to go out, even if they're 12 years old, they can come back home whatever time they want. Instead, a woman is confined to the house until she gets married and she's handed over to another man. Now, I live, anybody live like that besides me in Canada? No. Yeah. It's just me. Okay. Okay. Now I'm married to Mohammed, who's a Muslim. You have to understand that my son, Hamid has a lot more freedom than my two girls. Well, my two girls lived in Canada, so they take their freedom. But you have to understand, they have to take it. It's not given to them as, as you know, the male part, you know, parent in the home. So I really believe that when I went to the bank the first time at, in, at 16 years old in 1981 to buy my first Canadian bond, I walk in, they never looked at me who had the thousand dollars. They just looked at my dad. And then You know, I, said, I began thinking as I wrote that, and why was my dad there anyways? Why was he there anyways? Think about it. And then when I purchased my home, $135,000 in 87, I had $85,000 cash down, Dorothy, 85. Why was my father there? Do you know they would not borrow me $50,000 mortgage if my dad didn't sign? And just for the purpose of the podcast, And how about when they, my performance outshined everybody else's performance in Canada and they offered us a Tupperware franchise in 1989. Hang on, Dorothy, it gets better. If I was not married 
and my husband was not involved in the business, I could not have had the, the, the franchise. Mohammed, who knew nothing about Tupperware. Okay, so I was just like, again, this morning, like you guys, you know, I'm working on my why, I'm working on why, my why. And then they tell us, you know, you have to love what you do. You ever hear that before? Find your bliss, be passionate. Anybody heard that before? Okay, this is the reason for today. This is the book. Find your why provides the steps to show us how to actually do it. Fulfillment is not a right. It's Fulfillment is a right, not a privilege. Almost got confused there. Driving a car is a privilege and not a right. So when I lost my license with too many tickets, they punished me by removing my privilege of driving a car. Okay. But feeling fulfilled is a human divine right. You understand? We're all entitled to it. Every single one of us is entitled to feel fulfilled by the work we do. Guys, one third of our life is at work. The other third is not at work and the other third is sleeping. So we need to feel fulfilled at work, to wake up feeling inspired to go to work, to feel safe when we are at work. And when we come back home to have that sense of, oh, I feel so good. I know I added value to the world. Isn't that what we want to feel? Okay. So listen to why the hows are important today. So over to Melanie Miller, then Marie-Pierre will revise a few whys she got. And it's going to be fun without mentioning names. But those that you wrote it, you'll recognize yourselves. Okay. And she'll tweak those for you. And then I'll go into the calls. Take it away, Melanie. Yes, good morning. And uh, last night when we were studying the chapter, it's like my eyes opened and I said, wow now i get it now i get why we told all the stories um to find out why and like maria i've been working on the wording of my why and i am uh, getting closer and closer i believe to what it is um but what happened to all the other stories like what about the things that we told you well how do they fit in well what is great about all those stories is that we get themes from them and the, the themes are, uh, come out to be hows, okay? So the hows are the actions we take. And to just give you an example, um, I, I know that when I was telling my stories, there were certain things that kept coming out, women, science, working together, responsibility, um, process, like these things came out as I was telling my stories, but they're not in my why, because a why is a very general statement about every situation you live in your life. So um, like I had put women into my why, but in fact, women is one of my hows, and rather than uh, my why, because I'm looking at people in general. So the hows are the actions we take to be at our natural breath, best. They bring out the whys. The whats, they are what we do every day. And how you bring your why to life is what makes you unique. Your hows and your whys become as unique to you as your fingerprint. They do not express who we want to be, but express 
how we behave. So your hows are your strengths. In the why process, we identified several themes, but the way we behave in situations is unique to us and it is our way of doing things that makes us unique and strong. So let's look at the house from an individual perspective. We are social animals. We need others to thrive. And in our culture, we focus on helping people to play to their strengths. So by teaming up with people who have strength in areas different to ours is what makes us stronger as a whole. And if we look at David's why, one of the authors of the book, his why is to propel people forward so that they can make their mark on the world. But his hows are see the big picture, take responsibility, explore alternative perspectives, tie a bow on it, learn from the experience. And Peter, the other uh, author, his why is to enable people to be extraordinary so they can do extraordinary things. But his hows are make it simple. Get up on the balcony, i.e. see the wider context. Embrace new ideas, build relationships, push the boundaries. So when Peter and David have the opportunity to work together, they are able to come up with a stronger um, a stronger resolution, a stronger solving of a problem. And their hows give them synergy to come up with better solutions to problems and situations. So they were considering running a workshop, which they usually do for 40 people, for 150 people. And they said, that's okay, we'll do what we normally do. We'll do it in a whole day instead of a part of a day. But then they got a constraint that they had to do it within four hours. So you, they could have said, no, it's too hard. We're not going to do it. But they had 150 people for whom they could actually change their lives by helping them to develop their whys. So what happened? Both of them had the big picture wow. So what does that mean? That means they were able to strategize before they went into action. Um, but they also had different um, hows. So David had a how which was to look at alternative perspectives. So maybe we should look at it a different way to what we do normally. And Peter's was useful because Peter loves simplicity. So they were able to take a complex situation and make it very simple. And in the end, they were able by working together with their unique strengths to come up synergizing a team. When we focus on our strengths and lean into other strengths, we can make the impossible possible. And I believe that this is why Maria and I and Maria and other people can work so closely together because our basic whys come from very similar values and they are very aligned. We both basically want people to be better versions of themselves, but, um, but our hows are completely different. And uh, sometimes we bash heads together because Maria will be advancing down something and I'm saying, hey, wait, we gotta analyze what we're doing here. And so by using our different hows, 
we are able to work together for the greater good of everybody. And I believe that's why Maria has Marie-Pierre as a person who works very closely to her, because Marie-Pierre and I share a lot of similar strengths, um, but she has completely different strengths to me as well. So that is why situations can, can advance so, so well. So we have a filter. Our house become our filter. When we know our house, we can create environments where we know we are at our natural best. We need to seek out and seize opportunities in which we can make the greatest possible impact for others and feel fulfilled. There's that word again, feel fulfilled. To make sure organizations and environments are aligned with our values, that is how we use our filters. And Stephen, Stephen Sinek found himself in a situation where he was approached by a company to carry out work for them. But the more he spoke to them, although the whys were aligned, they wanted to make things better for their employees. When he got down to the nitty gritty of, of what they wanted to do, he realized that their house, his house did not fit with what they wanted to do. They wanted to rush it. And he was somebody who likes to um, take time to get things in. Uh, they set up a very complex situation and he liked simplicity. And so he got that gut feeling that this is not right for me. I don't want to do this. And although he could have made a lot of money, he could have, it was at the beginning of his career, it could have really helped him advance his career faster. He knew that it wasn't right and he actually uh, diverted um, the company to work with other people. And so when things don't feel right, you have to know which things to align with and does, are your values compromised? And it reminded me of a situation that we had recently at Tupperware where I really didn't feel right about things. And it was, you know, because I totally believe in the mission statement to uh, help others uh, save time, save money, eat more healthily, and be a solution to pollution. So I couldn't fit candles and I couldn't fit home diffusers into that. My values were being compromised. It was making me uncomfortable. And, you know, it's our business, I believe our business is not just about making money. It absolutely is not that. Otherwise, I could sell anything. I can't sell anything. I have to be, believe in it. I have to align my house with my values and my why. And selling candles and home diffusers did not fit for me. And, and it's happened before at Tupperware. And fortunately for me, the strong people in the organization have the same fit and, and they don't work, right? And people coming in and trying to put uh, commodities in our um, environment of helping people, it just doesn't work. So um, I know that in my house, I have a responsibility. It's a word that comes out.
my responsibility is to follow the mission statement of Les Diamants. It just didn't fit. So with that in mind, when you get that gut feeling, there's probably a reason for it. And so I was really glad to read this and it sort of explained to me why I felt that way. So now going back to you, uh, Marie-Pierre. Thank you, Melanie. So yes, uh, uh, I really love that I received uh, last week a few of your why statements. <laughs> and I saw a few of them in the comments too last week. But I can see that maybe it's not exactly what you uh, the way it's supposed to be. We'll see it like that. So we decided to revise a little bit. What is your why statement? So how we should write it to be simple. So your why statement, it's the most effective possible way in which you can articulate your why. So not just to other people, but to yourself as well. So remember that your why statement should be simple and clear, actionable, focus on how you will contribute to others and express in a affirmative language that will resonate with you. And your why statement should be able to encapsulate all of the qualities that you we just mentioned. So uh, it should be able to do so in a single sentence. So it should also be evergreen. So meaning that it should be applicable in everything you do, both personally and professionally, without separation. Your why statement is a statement of your value at work as much as is the reason your friends love you. We don't have a professional why and a personal why. We are who we are, wherever we are. So your contribution is not a product or a service. It's the thing around which everything you do, the decision you make, the task you perform, the product you sell, allowing it to bring uh, um, about the impact you envision. So remember, you want something that it, it will uh, bring emotion and not just something that it's logical and cold. You want to be sure that it communicates your why and not only the what and the how. Just like Melanie just tells us, the what and the how, we keep that for the how. That's exactly that. <laughs> it should be concise, not really long. It's a single powerful sentences and not a rambling paragraph. So just to give you an idea of some um, sentence that I received last week. So the first one, I will not say names, but maybe you will <laughs> say, oh, that's me. <laughs> so the uh, one that I read last week is just to empower women. So now that we revise what a wise statement should be, what do you see in this one? Yes, first. It should be to everyone around you, not just uh, focus on a part of the uh, person around you, but to everyone. So yes, to empower people, that's good, but it needs to have uh, that last part so that there's an effect somewhere. The second one I received last week, it to help busy moms to relieve them of this social pressure to always perform in all areas and thus enlighten their daily life with a top of real lifestyle. So now in this one, <laughs> I see Melanie, oh my God. <laughs> yes, it's starting to look like a paragraph and not just a sentence. <laughs> 
it, there's a lot of words. So you want something that is memorable. If you cannot say it to someone else in five minutes without reading it, it can be your why statement. So I just took it and uh, rearranged it to be something like it, to help people lighten their daily life so they can perform and they bear without social pressure. It can be something like that, just to uh, remember. And other why statement that I really love that I found is to Airbnb. So the Airbnb why statement is to connect millions of people in real life all over the world so that you can belong anywhere. I really love that one, so I want it. And the other one, I don't know this person, but I really love the why statement. So it's free. I don't know what that is. But why statement is really good. To serve and facilitate so that others can elevate themselves and experience more happiness and love. Oh, it's really good. <laughs> so a quick test for your mission statement, for your why statement. There's three questions you can ask. Not three questions, but three tests that you make sure that your why statement is good. So number one is to say it out loud. So this alone will tell you a lot about your statement. Is it easy to say? Does it roll off your, the tongue? Or are you bored before you finish saying it? <laughs> Number two, memory. So tell a friend or an employee your statement and have them read it out loud and then talk about something unrelated for a minute. Then ask them to tell you the statement again. If they can't get it close, you have more work to do. <laughs> and number three, it's crowdsource. So find multiple people who don't know your cause and have them evaluate your statement. So do they get it? Do it with several people, with the people that the, their their opinion is something that you will respect, so someone that you love, and have uh, uh, ask them to have a similar suggestion for change, and you can see if it's a, a great why statement. So remember, it's memorable. You can say it out loud. It's specific, and people can understand it if you tell them your why statement. Anybody else just went, oh, huh? we all went, oh. Um, so in conclusion, I said to Jean-Philippe and Sabrina this morning and Marie-Pierre, I said, look at us, how powerful our why is, how we're connected. When we started the podcast, without having done this book, immediately our, our, our vision became, we called it our vision, helping people achieve financial freedom so they can be better for themselves, better for their families, and better for the people of their community so they can help someone else in need. And then, you know, I, I, I was looking at all of this this morning and I said, you know what, Marie-Pierre, exactly. No matter what we'll do, our why will never change. It doesn't change whether you're in a multi-level marketing business, whether you are the glue that, you know, glues the family and the in-laws together, whether you want to start a podcast, the why will never change. So put your, your, your hows into daily practices. And, and this is where I got very excited. So when I looked at Simon's um, scenic, his why statement, in his house is one, take the unconventional perspective. And then I love the fact that he added bullet points. So in his un, one unconventional perspective, he says, 
in a bullet point, see from a different angle. Is, is there a better way of doing things? Third bullet point, try something. If, if it doesn't work, try something else, like example. So this is where I'm at in my house. I have my one, two, threes of my house, but I did not work on my bullet points yet, right? So once you've started your house in a simple, actionable way, now add bullets to clarify what does it mean exactly. Okay, what does it mean exactly? So again, I just want to share with you in my multi-level marketing business, I wrote it here. I'm coming. I wrote so many notes this morning. Okay, so financial freedom for people to contribute more to better, to better this world, right? So in the house, MLM structure, example. But now what I have to do is go under there and do my three bullet points. Okay, then I have there in a house, simple duplicable systems. Okay, in my house. But now I need to add my three bullet points. Educate and empower, add my three bullet points. So this would be the next step, okay? Now add those bullet points to clarify. Now, start using your house as a filter to making important decisions, such as do we go in a mall? to sell our product. Melanie Miller? No, because, you know, been there, done that. It was so not feeling right. We were feeling unfulfilled. We weren't feeling we were accomplishing, like it, it, it burned us out. So if it's burning us out, that means we're not aligned. So every important decision from now on has to be aligned with the why. Hows are not aspirational. They do not express who we want to be. They express the way we actually behave, the things we actually do when we are at our best. So please continue working on your why, making it a um, easy statement. Start having your one, two, threes of the house and let's together before tomorrow work on a few bullet points under each one. Who else is excited besides me here? Who else is excited? like, I'm like, Monique, I'm going, ah, you know, like I'm getting it. I'm getting it. And if I only had read this book many years ago, it wouldn't have taken me 41 years. Everybody follow me? Like we all get to this without reading. Like you have to understand this is what, what, where I want to close. We all going to get here, but why take so long? Like, I, like I'm looking at people following the podcast right now, Marie-Pierre, Melissa, they're young. I mean, Guys, you're going to have 20 years, uh, you know, you're, you're going to full time by 20 years because you're being surrounded by people of experience and you're doing the book. Oh my God, you kids are so, so, so way ahead of us. So the world is going to be in very good hands. All right, guys, we love you. See you tomorrow morning. Ciao, everybody.